0: I'm Camille.
1: I'm Anita. And And we're we're the the Soul Sisters. Sisters.
0: Question of the day. I want to compete. Where do I start? So, let's see. Which area do you want to talk about? Let's talk about the tangible touchables. The look up in the textbook what federations are available for uh, your show. Because there's different federations you can compete in. Each one has a different look that you may be going for potentially different outlines for each criteria, I guess I would say. And
1: I think most
0: importantly is
1: to start to research
0: that even
1: before you choose a trainer because you can find a trainer and that trainer may persuade you to lean heavier in one federation to another.
0: Yeah, that definitely doesn't seem like that question is the first question that's asked for a lot of people. But I think for the longevity of the sport, like if you are serious about the sport, yeah, in any sort of way, I guess that should be the first question you right. should ask yourself. But again, you
1: might not know if you some people's physiques and bodies fit better in the NPC world or have absolutely you know. And some fit better in the natural. I
0: found out because I tried both and uh, just chose which one felt, you know, better to me or whatever. Found then you kind of find yourself in a pro card path and. You decide whether you want to expand into other federations or stay within your same federation mm-hmm. that you're currently in or, you know, do any kind of variety of that. Right. But yep. you do, like, when you're, you know, you can experiment with different federations and get a feel for them. NPC has a very different feel, even for the day of the show, than a natural show. Absolutely. That's just how it is. There They're different shows. They're run to different production levels. Yep, and in, in the processing to
1: become a pro in the NPC is different. You go from pro to qualifying for junior nationals, and then from junior nationals you get honed into a pro card. And it's different than just entering a pro qualifying show for the natural world as well. There's different levels and sections that you have to qualify for, too. And I think a lot of people in NPC think it's just they're going for their pro card. It's like, no. You go for junior, you get for qualified for a higher level, and then you some of them you have to be invited to as well. Right. Um, so I think when, when looking towards competing and making decision that it's something that you want to do, um, doing research on the vast, and it can be overwhelming, but just start to hone in or hone in on a body that looks similar to yours or what you're looking for, I don't know, maybe not even.
0: Having a coach definitely helped me. I guess Mm, growing up in the industry really helped me understand competing. Right, Right. Um, I think to be more aware.
1: That's the thing. You don't know which federation you're gonna fall in love with until you start to see it. Functioning and seeing, yeah, go check them out
0: for sure. Talk to people that have done go to the shows. I've -hmm. had
1: many women who compete who have never been to a bodybuilding show yet, yeah, know how to perform on stage like a bodybuilder. Even if you practice posing, you don't always know what it's like, what you're supposed to look like, right, and Uh how you're supposed to act on stage. So Attend a couple different shows. Yeah. But I think a lot of people get excited and are enlightened to do a show after visiting a friend doing a show. So they do get that experience. They do attend that show and are motivated. I'm sure there's many ways to be motivated.
0: Yeah. I guess when I first... I feel like I definitely never thought of myself as being a bikini competitor for a portion of my identity. Yeah. Yeah. Um
1: but is it was because your look was so different than your brother's but now you're now that you know that they're male and they were bodybuilders you're not meant to look like that like do you (laughs) think that could have been it they were intimidating
0: or probably i guess i just never yeah um once you see what your body can do, it gives it a whole new perspective totally. an appreciation for the sport. You
1: unlock those doors.
0: It's different than mm-hmm. it, I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And I feel like each time I competed, I really, really changed for me. So I guess it. the first question, if you want to compete and you don't know where to start, I think you should know exactly why you specifically are doing that show mm-hmm. um, to achieve, you know, a certain body part to look a certain way I think is a great goal for a competition prep. Um, What what do you think?
1: I mean... Especially for the first timers, it, it's or almost like a body transformation or allowing yourself to see if you can live up to that commitment you put forth. That's what it is. The first time around. The first time around. It's just you being don't able know to what you're through. gonna unveil.
0: Yeah, you don't know. That's the second time around thing. Like
1: I always like even in college, I knew I had sweet abs. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, they weren't there, they were underneath my beautiful little fluff, but I was like, Oh, I know they're there until I peeled them away. I didn't understand you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like curiosity of what you can do with your physique and what you can do with your body even though you've never tested it at a big form before. And then that's when you start to dial in and realize that how much control you really do have.
0: Uh, Competing. Awareness. is such a control thing like Mm -hmm. it makes you feel like you're successful at doing something like it makes you feel very accomplished at the end of every day like Mm -hmm. you followed your I mean I guess like you follow your set of rules <laughs> like uh, yeah. that's how I've prepped in the past. I foresee prepping in the future looking different, but I think that's just it. I think it evolves every but, time. Yeah, well, I think you build confidence the first time you compete because you fulfill whatever promise you made to yourself mm-hmm. about competing and following through and doing it. It's and a big scary it thing. It means stepping out on completing stage. the cardio. Finishing the workouts. Mm -hmm. So much like mind over matter, like just resilience building, I feel like, in my first competition experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of that. Not necessarily like physically sculpting yet. So, a lot
1: of times when people are going into their first show, they're not researching the federation or even divisions. They're more just looking for that big change and that big goal and whatever path you get led down. I think a lot of people will take it, but but it doesn't hurt to research.
0: Right, and the good, or the, the side part to that is, no matter why you're doing the competition, here's what you have to do if you are going to compete, to some extent. You have to have posing, you have to figure out how to do your hair and makeup, who's going to do that, and you have to figure out what shoes to buy, and, you know, posing is a really big target, and there's a whole that's the art in bodybuilding in Mm -hmm. my opinion is the posing part to it or it's a skill it's just a skill like you can craft it through Mm -hmm. repetition and enhance
1: it right and put the same similar bodies on stage and they can hit their quarter turns and look very similar and then you put them in not necessarily a pose down because those are different but let's say you were able to put their t-walk side by side and one just can't perform that body the same as the other. And you can really turn it into an art form. How many times right. have you watched it and a pro just kills it on stage? And they're like, I just can't take my eyes off of you because yeah. you're nailing it out there. But you have to be able to do it. And Riley, um, your brother, my husband, as a judge, he says there's a lot of times... Now, the women don't get the same amount of posing time, especially bikini, mm-hmm. um, because it's more of just a walk. Mm-hmm. But he said, I feel him as a judge... If the bikini women had more stage of a posing time, like like we've mm-hmm. had at a different federation, they can. those are the ones that can perform. Those are the ones that will pull you in, not the bodybuilder that didn't want to do it. And you know what I mean? You see the guys that come on stage, hit a couple of poses, and, and tear off. Right. But women especially um, have a beautiful art form to it. Posing is, is it's ever-changing when you're changing your physique as well. In changing federations, you have to do different posing. And every year, the posing changes within the federation. How many times have you seen a posing ruling change
0: over the years you've been? Oh, my gosh. A lot. So many. Like, drastic. Almost every couple of years. Never thought that you would see that happen. The pictures look the same,
1: right? How much big visually, like, anyone coming into bodybuilding wouldn't notice that five years ago, you couldn't pose like that. They wouldn't notice, you know what I mean? Because right. they're looking at the entity of the sport and not dialing in on the honing
0: and all that. But posing changes. So even if you've been out a couple of years. Yeah, honestly, it, I mean, Instagram creates its own uh, poses. Mm-hmm. I saw a big change in a very popular pose. Like I watched it happen from mm-hmm. the industry, like from being like, uh uh-uh, uh, I've been going to shows since I was 11. I've never seen that pose before. And all of a sudden, everybody's got that pose Uh you see the pros doing it yep and then you see it more in the amateurs it's just how it is yeah it trickles down it always trickles down it's weird absolutely Uh, it's cool but i it's cool it's it's evolving yep and
1: then they'll bring in the ruling and they'll do certain shows uh you know like the half turn used to just be the nambf yeah and now it's quarter turns and then they change the one hip to being able to shift and center and all that stuff and um, it's constantly changing, but that's the cool thing about it is you can only get better and adapt, and that's a new, different type of challenge to be able to. It's the art form of it, definitely, absolutely.
0: Uh, the difference between bikini and, and figure is uh, directly record, related to your muscle mass, and you know a little bit of personality in there too, depending on which way. If you're in that middle, I do see a lot of people. If you've been working out for you know, more than four years, or there's a lot of exceptions to that, but, you know, a couple of years if you're not just brand new to lifting like I was when I first competed, if I'm being completely honest, you know, I, I worked out in gym class, but I didn't work out five days a week right. until I prepped for my first show, and right. I think that that's not uncommon, though I don't think it's best practice if you want to streamline Right, your, but I think it's
1: very common, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you got
0: to start somewhere. Um, it's just a tough road ahead... And if you start that way, or at least it was for me due to, like, just stereotypical bodybuilding things that happen, the way you diet, the way that people are used to diet, um, you know, low food, high cardio, you'll burn yourself in the ground. Oh, yeah, definitely. It still happens, but it seems like it's getting better.
1: I don't know. It surprises <laughs> me. I'll, all of a sudden I'll be told what happened to someone's prep, and I'll be, I was like, I thought you were safe with that person, and you were not safe. And you were told you were going to lose your period. And no, 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 no. And she's a known trainer in the industry. It's like heartbreaking. But I didn't know her. I didn't know her techniques. I didn't know anything. I didn't know she told her client. You know what I mean? Stuff like that scares me. Someone who's performed well and performs well in an industry, in a community that's smaller, you would just assume, especially in the natural world. Yeah. Things get changed sometimes um, when you're playing with different. Um, enhancements and different proteins and different supplements and stuff like Mm -hmm. that Um, and things that, you know, so it's always, always interesting. But most definitely, if you're coming into the bodybuilding world, bikini, figure, physique, and then bodybuilding. And a lot of times it will even, like you go to certain shows and the promoter, like out on in Washington heavy bodybuilder so she puts a lot of her girls in figure class mm-hmm. compared to bikini she feels they're, they're definitely ready and on that path but she also has a lot of passion mm-hmm. towards the posing and all of that has to go with the figure in the bodybuilding and the physique de- developmental stages mm-hmm. so even if some of those people might not have had the muscle maturity as you would see at the Minnesota shows um, I saw the passion you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. the art form of it. So some people push bikini and some trainers push fe- um, divisions more than right. others as well. Um, because they're, they're good at their it. they branding
0: after it.
1: Yes. And they're good at that division. Mm-hmm. So you'll see them put a girl in bikini, even though she's probably muscled up enough for, mm-hmm. f- for a figure. And there's really nothing wrong with that as long as you're cool with that. Yeah. To me, it doesn't matter. That's where the coach maybe knows they excel at. So they know they want to get you going off on the right foot and play it a little bit safer, even though you might have enough um, physique and and muscle maturity for another division. Um, But as long as you're aware of it. And some people flat out hate posing for a bikini and some hate figure. And that comes down to personal preference. I prefer bikini. I prefer the posing. I like the posing, maybe because of the figure posing. And my muscle maturity, I have tiny little muscles that are really hard to build up. So even the mental, to grasp that type of muscle gain... Is, is too overwhelming. So it's just easier for me to be happy in Bikini Land right now. Even though Bikini Land has changed since it's been around. It used to be a higher body fat percentage. Much, Dude, much higher. It's crazy. It's wicked. Uh, but, These Bikini uh, Girls used to be the figure girls. I've never been so the scared. I at that last
0: show we were at.
1: Oh Dude, I was so
0: glad. I didn't have to oh, be that Oh, they were day. dialed in in tight skin. I think so a lot of those people, lean. because they
1: had another month, Because they had that time, gave them the time they needed. I think a lot of people do the four or five month prep, but they really needed eight. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If their weight loss journey, and in the end, I've always stood behind this, in the end is the dialing in in the skin. The mm-hmm. skin, really just that thin paper skin that's just tight on the body, that all enhances the, the, the look of everything. Right. So as people have a little bit of extra time, it's not fundamentally or physically, it gives the skin more time and that muscle to kind of hone in and tighten right. up Come just back. a little bit more. Yeah. And again.
0: It's- I definitely, because that's, like, that's not what I saw that placed first or whatever for the show, but... Because a lot of it, right. I, saw, I see presentation winning a lot more, which is a, re- a relief for me. Because... I wish it was
1: judged. It's not judged anymore. The NAMBF used to use it a third, a third, a third. There needs to be, it, it needs should to come back. It used to, it used to be there. I, when the shows got too big, they pulled it. Uh, for time. I know, I didn't like it. Because I felt the presentation is
0: a part of the showmanship. Yeah, you know, there's many. It's pe- not a performance sport; like it's just an aesthetic sport. We're not it's a counting points.
1: We're not counting baskets it's, here.
0: Yeah, yeah, all right. It's a presentation sport. Uh uh-huh. yeah. It's like a beauty pageant. Yeah, but for your body. Right, and I think yeah. it should
1: count. A third might be too high, but then how do you start to judge all all, ever, all of that? Yeah, because you can't. Yeah, because you can't have the top body on stage get second or third. Cause she tripped, or why do I want
0: to have a pageant addition to bodybuilding?
1: And they've some of the federations kind of drop drop over to did it. Did it go over well? Yeah, it was more of the FAP. They're not around anymore here. They're in Vegas. And I stuff would like so. ha- want
0: to have a tell my story, but you'd have to like supply storytellers, cause not everyone would yep, like the be MC able to. has to
1: tell the craft there. Yeah.
0: You'd have to like write a Mad Libs thing or whatever, right. and give it to him to fill in the right. blanks, and then stitch it together. So, where's the fine line
1: between the performance and the
0: craft of telling mm-hmm. your story? But that's not really like it's. You'd have to have everybody in the United States that's in perfor- passionate about their personal makes development. Makes it even more
1: judgmental and more, you know, than even if political. Physique. You can, you oh can argue. God your priority of muscles. And I literally have had my husband do this with other other head judges and top Federation people that why one muscle group is a higher priority because we have a lot of muscles and they're trying to judge symmetry. But if you got a great body and his hamstrings are a little weak, but his back is on point, which one comes? You know what I mean? Yeah. So they literally, the judges will, they'll chat that out, and I feel it's like crazy that needs to be
0: public information. I know, isn't but. it? I
1: think it's great. I get to hear all that, all of that breakdown, and, we, and it still comes it down to, to and it's still, and it still comes down to, okay, you choose you, and I'll choose me. That they still choose their own path. You know, that's why sometimes judging gets a little bit swayed. But the judge would be like, here's why I did it, yeah. and they will stand behind it, which I think is really cool, right? But it does a lot of times when you're talking about pros who have been sculpting their physiques and doing things and you've got two bodies that are looking really similar in the short class, it is which muscle group are you prioritizing, you know, symmetry, balance, all of that. Then, then are they dialed in? Where's their body fat at? Then, if they're still close, okay, how's their posing doing? Then, how's that suit fit them? Then, how's their hair looking? So it's almost like they have to trickle effect. Until they get enough nos or yeses to, if it gets to be tight, and I think very often, a lot of the lineup is really tight, and yeah. the audience doesn't see it, but that judge has to go through their list. But how they prioritize that list is never the same for right. each
0: judge. It's definitely, what catches the eye first or whatever, right? It all matters, right? But like, that's the that's the
1: intricacies of the sport, and I think that's the. That's a hard part, a part of the sport because a lot of people's feelings get hurt. But if your feelings keep getting hurt by the judging, then you take the time and you step on and you become a practice judge and you put that effort forth because that judge is not making any money on the, in the naturals world. They're giving up their entire day to get ridiculed on Facebook the next day. They're doing it for their passion of the sport. Right. And, and a lot of times it's just like if you're going to complain about the judges and just become one become a really, really good one and contribute and become, you know what I mean? But that's down the road. But I think as a competitor, to know more about what their role is as a judge is very important. Mm -hmm. You'll come in more confident in knowing where you're headed. How a, a NPC judge judges you compared to an AMBF judge is very different. Right. Very, very different. And you kind of got to put on that persona that day. Um, how you get judged as a pro compared to an amateur. Very different. Very, you know. Right. And I think it all contributes in a good way.
0: Yeah. And you do get to um, kind of craft your own journey through that. You know, you do get to make your own indivi- It's You get to make a lot of decisions that fit best for you. You know what? They're so individualized even just the tangible, you know, what type of shoes am I going to have a mm-hmm. preference to? Like it does help to know what the options are to know what type of shoe might be best for you. Right. You know, just like what type of hair, you know, do you want it curly? Do people wear it straight? I don't know what are, you know, how do people choose one or the other yep. or up or down? Like those are all valid questions that you just assume once you're in the industry for so long, but at some point you have to make a choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so think about why you wanted to use it, you know? Do you... If it's your first year, I, I encourage a lot of figure hair up for first years. Yeah? Um, Half up? Yeah. Just, you yeah, had to get it out of their way if they have short hair already, if it's not nice and long. Yep, yep. But practice where you're moving your hair, you know, depends on what level, skill level you're at.
1: Right. And I think skilled. how much time you're going to commit. When you're posing, I mean... But might as well learn it. You're probably going to have to learn... If you're going to do multiple shows, you're going to be wearing that hair down. Might as well learn it.
0: Yeah. Right? And get used to it.
1: Absolutely. In shoes and hair and makeup and suit and all of that kind of stuff. It all kind of contributes, but you kind of have the possibility to make it your own along the way.
0: And ultimately, I mean, before you compete, I think you really just need to give yourself a self-assessment on... Check the state of the state. What is your... Physical health. Are you battling a health condition? Are you battling a digestive issue? Are you not prioritizing your sleep? You know, like... Are you
1: stressed out at work?
0: Yeah. Is your life in shambles or... Your time limited? Yeah. How much pressure do you have on you already? Because... Um, we're podcasting. Um, and so you're you have to be physically ready for it. And then you also have to be financially ready for it. It's just... Yeah. It, it is expensive. Whether it's just your gym membership and buying groceries, you still have to keep yourself fed and even if you do it at the bare minimum cheapest, you still have to rent or buy a suit and pay for the any, the membership card, mm-hmm. pay for the show entry fee, like, pay for this sperry tan. You can do your own hair and makeup, but if you can't, then do your own or then pay for it. Yep. Um, which is just... Not everyone. Whatever. So it does cost money to compete. And even if you're trying to do it budget friendly, you should have a surplus of cash. You should not be living. I don't want to say living paycheck to paycheck, but that sounds like it would be more stressful than having a lump sum prior to competing. Especially if you know you want to be successful at the goal. Having less stress on your
1: shoulders mentally, all of that is going to be a lot easier on your prep so yeah. you're going to be more successful because you prepared financially and it didn't come down to the wire of having to come up with an extra 100 or cut corners somewhere right cuz it just causes more stress and you can still do it at a at a, a lower cost but when you're talking f- standard fees it's still not cheap yeah. so having that money prepared is smart i mean even just having being walking in with a 1000 Sitting right. in the bank, just waiting. At least, right. Because if you talk suit, um, federation cost of classes, canning. That's that thousand should be just preparation for show day.
0: Right. And if you not to mention if you're hiring a trainer,
1: which is a thousand I, a month. I, what did you pay a month? Five. Um, three. Three. But for. That's not including nutritional food and all that stuff. I paid too. a ton for supplements. Yeah. A lot.
0: Um. But, yeah, it was just... And that was a really... It was pretty affordable, and that was still a lot to handle for a six-month prep. No, I did, right. like, eight last time. So right. Long. Right. I did long prep last, I think. And I would do longer next time, too. Yep. Especially from where I'm at now.
1: Right. But still, it's at different. the same time... Yeah. I didn't have the trainer. I didn't do the heavy yeah. supplements. Um... Made my own suit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's not. uh, Uh, Camille (laughs) did my
1: hair and makeup. So if anyone knows the budget route, but again, I started this company already knowing that I wanted to be a competitor. I just happened to be an apparel designer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I chose this industry. This industry didn't choose me. Right. So me using my, my, the people I know mm-hmm. and using you and doing it myself. Like that was all, that's part of my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That kind of a thing. Um, it's actually funny and hard for me to get into shows. Like a lot of people, cause I sponsored all the shows. A lot of people didn't like me doing the shows. Cause then if I did, okay, it looks like they're choosing me because right. I'm a sponsor. But again, I don't compete very often. I don't care what other people think. You know what I yeah. mean? That kind of a thing. But at the same time, um, there are ways to do it and plan ahead or buy a used suit or rent like our rental program. Yeah. Um, and I, but one thing I would never skimp on is what's going to cost the day of the show. Don't try to do your own tan if you don't know what you're oh doing. My gosh. Don't do your own hair or my goodness, don't do your own makeup if you don't know what you're doing. Those are the things you don't skimp on because that's the yeah. thing you work so hard for. Yeah. Um, you can great get great deals on suits. We've got a lot of suits that are, do have great deals or mm-hmm. rentals and all of that stuff. But at the same time, it's the other things that are going on that day. Don't only do one class when you qualify for three. Yeah. I don't care if it's $65 a class. You didn't work for eight months. Get out on stage. Practice. See if you can bring home another trophy.
0: Even if it's just getting more pictures of yourself... People blink and they're like, "The class you is over." Three pictures total, and yes. you're like, "Oh my god, I didn't see my physique at all." So
1: don't, even if you don't think you're gonna win that class, if you qualify for it, I would say, do it,
0: please, just do it. Right. So that's and a definitely um thing to prepare for as well as uh, emotional. I mean, it can be an escape, but.
1: It's not. You got to go in. I think a lot more than what people assume. You got to go inward.
0: Does that make sense? It's very inward reflecting. I felt very alone during my journey. Yeah. Even though I was completely surrounded by highly supportive and educational people, it still it just forces you to be alone. Mm-hmm. And you feel like no one else understands you. Yep. Nope. You <laughs> like, do. Yeah. Totally. You do. <laughs> you have those
1: crying moments, and then you, you, you. Like just whether have it's to... with
0: food, I had a lot of. Just food at first. Food and exercising was just a big thing for me. I think
1: mine might have been um, food-induced. Or, like, it was my crying would be on the way to horses in the morning or after when I was underfed. Or I'd only have that quick snack, that protein snack in the morning. And then I'd have a good cry before horses. I'd pitch stalls (laughs) for four hours and then I'd have a good cry on the way home. Maybe it was the only time I could be alone, Mm. too. You find a lot of times when you're alone, that's when you have your cry as well. Yeah, But I always feel that I want to test and see if what am I lacking? Is there a hormone
0: imbalance that's causing the crying when
1: you're in that much deficiency?
0: I definitely, after learning What's- about blood work uh, in relation to diet specifically, like fruits and vegetables that cause different you yeah. know, things in the body, oh, it made me want to get blood work done now. And, like, on a very consistent, regular basis, just yeah. to look at and track my nutrition to kind of reflect it off of how that has a physical effect on right. my hormones and on
1: right. blood work. Now, that's really diving deep
0: into breaking it all it down. It would be such a commitment. Yeah. But it would be an interesting one. Oh, definitely. That I think it would have massive self-benefit. Because well, I know a lot of
1: times when I was in my my tearful, inward moment... I feel like there must be, there's something, there's something going on that's triggering me to feel a little bit more vulnerable Yeah. and alone. Alone is definitely common. It's,
0: I felt so alone during prep and I and wasn't I, ever... And I
1: think there's times where you're more hungry and more tired and no one understands because no one is as hungry or tired as you are in that moment. Yeah, the same for time. And that's time. where, there's many a time you go to bed hungry Can we be honest? Oh, my God. Go stare in the fridge, but I'm sorry. Close the fridge. Go to bed hungry. And and you have to do it.
0: (laughs) I know. For a very long time. It's just part of it. Even if you're doing it in a healthy way, that's just what weight loss is. It is. And it sucks. Yeah. You forget about how much it sucks. I I forget about it. I'm living my best life, not tracking anything, just eating what comes in front of me and what I choose to make. Yeah. Being, you know, mindful of it. We've talked about our potato salad lives. Yep. <laughs> Pasta salad <laughs> lives, not potato salad. It's an okay life for a short period
1: of time. We're cool with it.
0: Yeah. It's totally changing right now, but... That being said, I can feel the changes, and I'm I can feel myself coming back to the tipping point. Yeah, um, which is I think a place you get after you have a teeter totter. Yeah, which I think as first time showcomer, you can have a big teeter. You're going to. You're going to. If you do a good job, you have a big teeter. So yeah. you just gotta watch out for that totter, and which I think post show is equally as important as the show. Oh yeah, definitely. I, um, I, I, you know what? probably more. more important it's more the important. show is
1: one day post is weeks, the rest of months, your life and moving forward into everything exactly
0: and i, I want to say no one talks about it but people do talk about it but you just it's not it's not always be, bad it, but, but you need to be aware but even when you are aware you're going to experience it on your own but if you know that it's coming you might be able to be less vulnerable Handle it differently, like be able to experiment with it differently, or give yourself more grace, yeah, and not feel so oh my god, I'm broken, there's something wrong with me yeah. because I can't stop eating right now, yeah, or something. Just like if you feel it coming, you might be able to be like, oh okay, this is the hunger that they were telling me about, yeah, aha, uh-huh. okay, aware. so what trick can I use to get myself out of this, okay, portion control, like macros, that's what that taught me, like, yeah, you know, I do feel like i ex I had trust issues with food after the first way that I prepped, and I feel like counting macros gave me a different sense of that, but I feel like learning about what foods have different benefits or micronutrients mm-hmm. gives yeah. me even you know more intricate layer to why I want certain foods mm-hmm. now, right There's a financial component to that as well of, like, a strategic financial, like, you know, where to buy certain things, or what things to invest in, you know, it's a price and a cost, different from what you're normally spending, like, getting yourself out of a certain bread habit, and, like, those sorts. so there's, there's a happy medium, though, yeah. like, you know, of food choices that you can get, kind of settle yourself into post-competition, but I, I think a lot of it boils down to routines and habits, but you're a really unroutine inhabited person, but what is your prepping experience with routines and habits in contest prep? Um, I think after my last contest prep, I tend to eat way more clean for a
1: longer period of time. Um I didn't start eating more not uh, more calorie rich foods until I moved here. Um I just was I was okay with plain But I would have that enhanced food whenever, pizza whenever I wanted, cake whenever I wanted. But then I would just go back to Mm -hmm. my plain eating just because it was simple and easy. I like easy. Mm -hmm. I prefer easy most of the time with a busy day. And I like, um, but that's why we moved here is I want to do more farm to table. I Mm -hmm. want to do more of that um, longer dinner with multiple courses, cooking for Mm -hmm. the kids with later evening meals but that's a big transitional change but i knew that when i was eating super plain and boring i was like well this can't be forever i'm like i'm safe with my food i'm um i'm happy with my control and my weight and all of that stuff or, yeah. or mind mind i mean mind control weight control i'm happy with it but it's too boring i love food too much mm-hmm. to keep it too boring that that for that long and kids don't want to grow up on boring food. So I just knew it needed to be good, clean, healthy food. If I was going to enhance it and it gets expensive to go to certain places, especially like salmon and things like that. Yeah.
0: Like that's what I was thinking about. Like in reference to like mm, micronutrients, so to speak, or like that, like omega threes and like the different brain benefits for that. And like
1: almost a lot of people, I think there's a happy medium, happy medium. And then some people meal plan too much to a T and you miss the deals at the grocery store when the avocados are 50 cents a piece. Yeah. Watch for the specials on the veggies that are normally expensive and break your bank and kind of not stock up, but, but hit them at those moments and take advantage of those micronutrients that you may not be able to fit into your budget all the time.
0: Right. Because you can still do a lot just because you can't buy all of the flaxseed in the world. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, doesn't mean you can't, like, buy the fruits and vegetables that are easily available. Right. And, t- and affordable, for sure. Right. And easy, simple meals. I think you're super right about, like, just keep it simple for the most part. Easy meals. What can you eat consistently that's good for you, that fits your needs, whether right. you're looking for low, inf- low inflammatory, you know, different times in your life? Honestly, it, it's, like, feels like such bro science to me, but... It depends on what's going on in your life. Like, are you mentally stressed and and physically stressed and emotionally stressed? Or, like, you know, like, maybe that's not the best time to be eating a ton of, you know, greasy food out mm-hmm. to eat.
1: But, Comfort foods. Typically, people would assume
0: those. Ab, right. But
1: those might be contributing to you not being able to turn it around. It's not
0: at the right place at the right time. Whereas, if you were, you know, getting up on a regular routine, you know, going to the gym every day, drinking enough water, getting enough sleep really just taking care of your body, foam rolling on a regular basis, and you wanted to eat pizza on a Friday night after bowling with your friends and drinking a beer, like your life is, e- you know, your emotional state is fine, mm-hmm. your financial state is fine. Th- that pizza is just not going to affect you as negatively. One, just because statistically you're only going to have it once, but it's not going to set you back at all when, mm-hmm. if you took all the, all things out around you and it was you know worse off and it would just be fuel on the fire putting right. dairy and grease into a clogged angry system yep absolutely i think a lot of people causing are... financial stress because you shouldn't be spending money on you know that's a whole emotional turmoil trail right. if you really if it, it's on a, it's a tornado
1: it. it's a twister right there absolutely. yeah
0: but i do think that you can find yourself a lot through competing just because of that solitude and, you know, self-confidence. You hold a promise to yourself. Mm-hmm. You cross that finish line, you committed and followed through. Mm-hmm. But, like, you, you and did. you're gaining a physical change
1: as right. well. Which physical, Transformation. Yes, that's a that's a huge component to be able to... Oh,
0: there's such an identity crisis, though. Oh, People yeah. treat you differently when they, you look a different way. They, they do. They
1: straight up do. They do. I mean... Especially if you've been looking the same way for a little bit, Yeah.
0: You lose thirty pounds in an office. Mm-hmm. People are going to say something. They do. Yep, they do. Because you're not gaining weight. Because you can't talk about that. Yep. Because you'll know that too. Because uh-huh. when you gain weight back, which they you know, notice it too. Some weight gain is all appreciated. Their after the insecurities show. come out when you're losing weight. Then you gain weight, and then you feel like it's over. Yeah. <laughs> In yourself as a person.
1: (laughs) You're You're the one who's causing
0: this weight gain. (laughs) Who
1: filled the skin back up? I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, (laughs) depending on
0: how you filled back up.
1: (laughs) Slow and steady, that's the way I like to do it. (laughs) Yeah, but now I feel like I'm in slow and steady moving in a certain direction. Right, but then, uh, yeah, and then pull off. And then I usually like to put on during the winter, but I've been a nice gradual all summer, so I'm going to just stay here for a while.
0: I don't know. I felt like maybe I was like, yeah, yeah, let's trim it up, trim up. But we yeah, nah. get cold into October it's something. Really I know it's definitely angry no. against
1: anyone who cuts leading into uh, winter. Which, that's yeah, your, that's that, your
0: own goddamn fault. So that's another question. When should I prep? Yeah, season. Uh, it's so personal preference, but it is. here's the pros and cons of each in my personal experience. And you don't think about sometimes. You definitely don't think about it. You do whatever your coach says or whatever, you know, when you thought about competing, whatever was the next season. When you contacted,
1: yep. There's, there's the just the
0: next a season. Whatever season of your life we're in, that's just the one it is. No one ever thinks about it the first time. Yep. But here has been my experience. When you lose body fat, your body feels more cold because you have less physical insulation. It's like a proven thing. Blubber. Wicked cold. I wrapped. I had to wear a wrap. I also wore a Chatter ab teeth. thing that yeah. did made
1: the biggest difference. It made the biggest difference. I
0: was a double pant wearer. You know, like daily to the work. <laughs> were, I had triple pants. I wore days. gloves on the front desk. Cold. I wore snow suits in the basement. Yes, <laughs> like <laughs> cold. So you're prepping. You're planning to get on stage in October third, twenty first. I've competed. Yeah, yeah. Um. You have to be so butt ass naked for your show tan and be so cold it's just a miserable experience i mean it's cold too when you're in the springtime but it's it's different because you don't have to live in the cold the rest of the time yeah it's not even show day going to bed at night cold whatever it's just unpleasant for me and you're coming off your show right into the holidays and i gotta be honest it's just so much more conducive to failure yeah like it just sets you up for failure because you're now by yourself or you're not with your no- normal social In your favorite in your it's indulgence. Your home food. It's yeah. the indulgence oh. around the holidays. And people it's okay to overdo it at Thanksgiving and Christmas and they're both so close to each other and that's like 2 months and you can just really eat your way through that with all Who the Who doesn't eat their way through that on it's, a normal basis yes. but now you're hungry and yes. you feel entitled to that You're food. so
1: entitled cuz you just
0: busted your ass and you completed it
1: <laughs> and you because did you're that. a rock star. and you look
0: fabulous oh, yeah
1: <laughs> this you is don't. real people this is real oh, <laughs>
0: it's so true
1: so i another thing for fall preps is that summer grilling i'm a big summer hangout by the grill type of person
0: yeah you can prep through summer though you can it's doable, but you have to be ready to be around drunk people and you're not drinking. Right. It's just part of it. It's fine. You're going to look
1: good in, you know, towards the end of summer. <laughs> yeah, towards the end of summer, though. But, okay, no, winter prep, but, you're going to leave. So right prep. in. Yeah. So if you're
0: doing a spring show, so yeah, end the game of that, you're skinny and cold and then you get fat and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the death of all fall shows began.
1: Shine. <laughs> Tears down fall shows. The medium
0: sucks, but you can do it. In <sighs> the springtime, you have winter. You start in January if you're, you know, it's, it's a decent time to start. It's the rebirth of the country yeah <laughs> everyone like else a is setting
1: new year's resolution why Just shouldn't you? hop on the train i think
0: we did the second or
1: third week in january i can't remember
0: i feel like i started before christmas you yeah you did. i was conning macros before halloween i think got it i did a early through the seasons but it was controlled i was high calorie it was totally fine pleasant experience Moderation, yeah. Definition of moderation, yeah. At that time, calorie-wise, working out-wise, like if I would stay there forever, it would be great, fine. Yep. But uh, you know that starts the deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so you get done, and it's June, May, May. Usually end of May is when you're done, and so. Pff, Summer's ready. You're June looking 1st, great. You're looking good. You hold your stuff together because it's healthy for you. <laughs> yeah. you. hold your abs together. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but if you like control yourself, you know, ease yourself out of your competition, you can hold on to your body and enjoy it all summer long. Uh-huh. And it's a healthy body fat gain. Your body just slowly gets a little, little you get yep. bigger. You, you lift through it. It's a good time. Yep. And you add that body fat on, but you're eating into it, you know, at a controlled pace. Yep good time and then your body could you coast into winter and hibernate again yeah a little cushion that got added slowly you get yeah but no one saw it
1: as long as you don't continue to eat into that cushion leading into spring i think there needs to be a reset usually after not right away eight months after and just reset and pull five seven pounds off
0: yeah there needs to be a a Is absolutely a required, yeah, um, or beneficial, super beneficial. Yeah. Not even required. Like I did one, and it was a great mental booster at the mm-hmm. time too. Pull off seven pounds. And it's like, you know,
1: you're like, oh, I, I can do it. Okay, good. Let's just keep eating again.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, I did seven. I can still do that this. It feels like enough. Yeah, yeah. Just, just back in the other direction. Yep, yeah, you're good, woo. bro. good. <laughs> get <laughs> <swole>. <laughs> And just lean into like getting a little bit, putting those carbs to good yeah. use, you know, having energy and, you know, competing, you lose energy. A like, lot. Yeah. It takes it out of you a lot of days. And it just, I feel like I did it in a really positive way and I still experienced it. So therefore, I think people that, you know, are doing it unhealthily with not a sufficient amount of calorie intake are feeling it harder than that. And I think that it's, you know, it's definitely something you have to remember, you're going to be drained, like, Uh you know, at points during your contest prep because that body is, you're forcing your body to adapt. Yeah. Yeah. Um And it feels different for every... And deplete. You're forcing
1: yeah. your body to go into its stored reservoir, its safety cushion nets for if you were going to die, I need to save you and take that fat away. But instead here, you're you're saying, hey, no, I want to change the way I physically look. I'm going to tap into these fat stores and tap into this extra stuff, but we have to eat it away. We have to melt it away. And you yeah. have to do that in depletion and you can get it, hit it in cardio, but... Abs are in the kitchen. It's with your nutrition and all of it combined to make a big, big difference.
0: You have to have all the wheels spinning in the right direction. Muscle mass, nutritional conditioning, physical conditioning, Mm -hmm. obviously posing, presence, display. We already talked about a lot of that. But it's a a journey that I think people can benefit from a ton if there was a way to be kind of guided down the path in the possibilities of what you can learn about yourself and your priorities and your self-confidence and your you know prioritization of health versus you know right
1: and i think a lot of people who compete because it becomes such a going inward internal growth thing when it gets hard and not hard i think a lot of people don't hear that or they they put themselves up to failing at something when it was very common that everyone else did that once or twice during their prep too. So it's more of not necessarily a fail but it's more of a it, it, shit will happen and you might eat a little bit more of a macro or be craving more fats one night and you gotta let yourself be okay with it and you gotta, you gotta allow and I think a lot of people are harder on themselves um, that they don't talk about, or they don't know, is as common
0: as as yeah. really is. This is a whole nother rabbit hole, but in it's during prep, you can become really self aware um, of what other competitors are doing, which to some extent is beneficial to learn. You know what other competitors are doing in reference to you know suits posing, presence, that kind of thing. Muscle mass. It's good to learn about the sport but you also don't want it to too heavily influence like where you're going with it. I don't know.
1: Elaborate on that. Mm. Don't live up to those expectations or don't think that what they're doing is going to get you there. I feel like those are all podcasts.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's the thing, like, there's a... I guess you have to follow a certain path to compete, like, there's certain just checkbox things you have to do, but I think that every time you compete, you can get a different experience out of it. Oh, totally, Yeah. yeah. But I guess I don't know if that ends up being a conscious decision, but I think it could be. I think that could be a reason why you would choose to compete if you were looking for a personal—I don't want to say spiritual transformation, but a physical transformation. You know, a personal transformation of competing. If you went into it with the goal of developing better habits, so that after your competition, you would you know read for ten pages a day and drink your water. And yeah, but why? Work cou- out.
1: Why couldn't it be that? Why couldn't it be? No, can't I think.
0: Yeah, and um, but not a lot of people take
1: that um, approach and enhance it um, along with their
0: prep. Does that make sense? Yeah, right. because it would have to be an additional. You have to char- you'd have to outsource. You have to charge else. more. Yeah, like yeah, you <laughs> you'd have to be a service. Like it's it's coaching. It's- it is coaching. It's
1: showing. I think a lot of people leading into the sport, they're not looking for that yet. It comes later. No, I don't know. It comes. Yeah,
0: but you need a coach the first time around, like to show you what to do. Yeah, what's normal? Are you crying? It's okay. I know why you're crying. It's because you're low on zinc. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You need a break. Your period. Remember, we wrote that down. (laughs) I know. Go look in your calendar. (laughs) Or yeah, it's like an emotional coach though, which I guess I've seen. I've seen people have, like, support coaches for contest prep. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes they do their nutrition. Yeah. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. I've seen ones that just have...
1: They're there for you. Oh, yeah. totally. Yep. Yeah. And the presence coach and all
0: that kind of stuff. But you're right. It's just not in there. But... So, we just have to be a coach to vaguely everybody. It's so individualized, though. That's the problem.
1: And again, maybe it's more out there than I know. Like, I know Tara does a lot of spiritual stuff and mm-hmm. growth, and she's a, uh, um, she's a posing coach. Mm-hmm. So there might be some nutritional coaches that help you, you know, when you're in Guide that, along that in deep valley, dark moment, yeah, and absolutely. you're having that... Um,
0: I definitely think there are Yeah. a lot, so... I mean, then but I think
1: a lot of people may not look to it right away. They want to lose that weight and transform their body and they're not expecting it. So I think when you're a, a newbie or a new person looking into possibly becoming a competitor or take that journey, um, that most definitely be prepared and be open to the, the mental growth mm-hmm. and the spiritual growth and not necessarily... It could just be inward in more of that, that personal yeah. self-esteem growth that you can gain. You can go in the opposite direction, too, but you could gain.
0: Yeah. I think just be open to it. Uh, what you want that experience to be like. Right. Knowing where to invest. What things matter. Right. Yeah, I think that, that that gets you pointed in the right direction. Then, after that, you would just have to do research on each one of those little areas oh
1: absolutely and i think within that area it'll come down to where you live what federations are offered around you in your area can you travel that's huge what shows are around you can you afford to be traveling to vegas or is it easier for you to just do the local shows you know what i mean like right who's in your community is a huge influence but just remember they're not a dime a dozen and there's going to be the top of the top in each community and there's a lot of great online resources to help you even if you feel that you're not a fit with someone in your community directly right that you can still go online and get a tremendous amount of help to get you on stage as well and sometimes even more help some of the local people in your communities might be willing to take on a competitor but don't really know competition prep there's a difference between a personal trainer and a contest prep (laughs) trainer yes absolutely. and a lot of situations Trainers will be willing to take on and do the experience, but you got to know if what their ex, you know what's their past experience have. they been doing it? Are they a contest prep coach or not? Um, and that's right. all very important as to how your journey will end when you kind of put all that stuff in their hands.
0: Yeah. So uh, if you have any questions, send us an email. Uh, I don't think we have Twitter, though. That might be convenient. Um, <laughs> yeah, contact us. Let us know how we can help. We're here to help. I'm. We're both really passionate about the sport and just want to see competitors be able to get their own experience out of their contest prep and be have other people participate and just right. kind of make think, it a positive I think journey between, experience. Yeah,
1: I think mostly between us is, is being able to be successful in the journey, no matter what your journey looks like, is just try to f- make sure that it's successful at the end yeah. and after, because this is you, this is yeah. your life, and this is food in your physical body right you need to try to make it as successful as yeah possible.
0: i think it shows you a lot of lessons about what clean wholesome food sh- makes your body feel like and then you get to have experience it in a different way and then gain kind of a second opinion like gain yeah. and it can be fun it can be <laughs> <laughs> it's true it can be fun it can be fun bye bye